Matthew chapter 7, and let's look at uh, verse 7 to 11, if you will. Stand with me as we read God's Word. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Everybody say with me, how much more? How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? So, in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Praise the Lord. Before you see it, turn to a father. Every father, raise your hand if you will. Turn to a father and say to them, You could use some homework to do. You could use some homework to do. You may be seated. Today being Father's Day, we want to talk to the fathers. Specifically, we want to target our message to them. But the rest of us, ladies and the younger people, don't think that the message isn't for you. Because when it's Mother's Day and you get a Mother's Day message, all the men have to listen and make application to their lives. All the young people have to make application to their lives. We're going to do that today as we examine the Word of God and understand in life, when we're growing up and going to school, we have homework to do. One of the things that I always disliked about school was not so much school, but the homework. It's like going to work all day long and then going home at night and have to take your work home with you. Who likes that? (laughs) Who likes to work all day and on the way home have to stop and do more work? When you get out of work, don't you want to go do the things you enjoy? Young people like to do that too, don't they? Yeah. That's why I was always doing my homework first thing in the morning, the next morning before I had to go back to school. (laughs) None of you ever did that, did you? No. (laughs) Homework. Boy, just the word gives me... (laughs) Homework continues all of our lives. One of the things we need to speak about, men, is your homework. The homework in your home. We're going to talk about a number of things today that I believe are going to help you and remind you about what your responsibilities are and how you are called to do homework continually all your life long. And let's take that negative thought of homework and make it something positive something beneficial that your family is going to receive because you're faithful to do your homework. I know as men, we kind of have an attitude in life, I can do it on my own. I can make it myself. I can get the job done. I am just called that way. I'm built that way. I'll just handle it on my own. Not our homework. We're not strong enough. We're not good enough to do it all on our own. 
God has given us a task that surpasses our own natural abilities. If this worked good enough for everybody, we wouldn't have the problems that we're having in society today. If everybody could do it on their own. We, though, are blessed. We have an opportunity in our lives to receive help from above. Assistance from God. Direction from God. The benefit of the Holy Spirit in our own hearts. That we might have discernment to the needs in our home. That we can walk with God and God can speak to us. And then we, in turn, can speak life into those under our roof. We have the ability by the Holy Spirit and the giftedness of the Holy Spirit to be able to see things in the spirit realm before they ever become obvious in the natural realm. We also have the Word of God that is shed abroad in our hearts that we can store up within us, that we can retain the Word of God and then dispense the Word of God where there is need in our own homes. What better place to minister than under our own roof to our own loved ones? I know people have taken different directions in life, but I think we have a great benefit that God has granted to us. So no matter how strong you are, no matter how gifted you are, no matter how talented you may be, please don't think you can make it on your own without God's help. That's the first thing about homework. Just like sometimes fathers have to help their kids with homework, our father wants to help us with our homework. Isn't that great news? Oh, hallelujah. When's the last time the man said, you know what, driving the car, I think I'm lost. I'll have to stop and ask someone for directions. Why doesn't that happen? Because we're not accustomed to asking for help. We're accustomed to, I'll find my way. I'll get us there. We'll arrive at that destination somehow. There's gifts that God's given to me. I know how to find my way along here. We are macho camacho. (laughs) No, the reality is no. When we know someone who has all the answers, why keep having questions? Why make it so puzzling? Why make it more difficult than what it really is or what it needs to be? Let us go to God. Hallelujah. He has all the answers. An attitude of, I don't need any help, is really wrong. That's the wrong answer right from the start. Because we need lots of help. And every day living in this world, we're going to need more and more help. Because the world around us is on a slippery slope. And we're called to climb the mountain, to go in God's direction. Contrary to all the flow of everything around us that's going in the wrong direction. If you think you can make it on your own, just keep on going, and I can tell you where you end up. You end up as a statistic. That's pretty lifeless, isn't it? Just being a statistic. That's what's happening in people's lives. That's what's happening in America. You become a part of the divorce statistic. You become a part of the broken home statistic. You become a part of the Faltering children statistic. When we have God's help, I don't think we should be like that. Amen? Every father, raise your hand. Okay? And I want you to ask a father, are you going into labor? (laughs) 
Ask them, go ahead, come on now, get talkative this morning. You're too quiet. Get talkative. Ask them, are you going into labor? What do you mean, pastor, are you going into labor? Now, men, just say, go answer them and go, no, it's just gas. <laughs> we need to go into labor, men. When we go to work, and that's our labor, don't think when we go the other direction and go back to our home that our labor has ended for the day. Our labor, the most important labor of our life, is just beginning to take place. It's just beginning to take form. It's just beginning to unfold. What does verse 7 say to us here in this passage of Scripture? Ask, and it will be given to you. Ask. Fathers have to become, this is your homework, fathers have to become better at asking God. Better at asking God. Americans seem to have more, yet enjoy life less. Americans seem to have more of just about everything, but they're lacking in so much. How can we have all the physical needs being met and a level of life that the rest of the world is dying for, yet spiritually, we're in a dumpster. Something's wrong. You need to consider asking God for more for your home. Asking God for more. How do I ask? Ask yourself, why do I ask? What am I asking for? Can I ask for more? The Bible says right here, how much more will your father give good gifts to you? How much more? Only God knows how much more he could give you. Are you asking for enough? Are you asking for enough where you say enough is enough? That should do it. And then move away from God and back off with your asking. What if you die and you go to heaven and there's a mountain of blessings that could have been yours and could have been your household's and you don't get it on earth because simply you didn't ask for them? Homework begins with asking. Asking God regularly. Asking God every day. Continue asking. Now I'm going to read something from Ephesians chapter 5. And it's found in Ephesians 5, and it's verse 23. And this is what the Bible says. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. Hmm, that's in the Bible. It wasn't removed from the Bible by women's lib. It wasn't removed from the Bible by uh, the turn of the new millennium of 2000. It's still Bible. The man is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. That's the way God wants it. That's the way it works. That's the way God designed it. That's the way God wired it. When you leave church today, put your keys in the ignition, start your car and drive home backwards. See how good it turns out. It's not designed to work that way. You drive forward and look out the windshield, not over your shoulder, out the back window. The man is the head of the woman, as Christ is the head of the church. Well, here's the idea. When the wife is submissive to the husband and the husband is the head of the home, when God has to hit somebody, he misses her and hits him. Sometimes we need a good wake up. Sometimes we need a good shake up. God wants to bless us. He has ways for us to do things and we need to be doing it his way. So men, the responsibility falls upon you 
to be asking for what the needs are. To take before God what the needs are. If you notice one of your children needing prayer, needing some attention, needing something to happen in their life, a door to be opened, something to open in their life, some blessings to happen in them, ask before God for your children. And a wonderful thing happens. As the head of your home, God says, I've been listening. And you're asking. And I know how to give good gifts to my children. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, your Father's Day card. We're going to do some homework. Every man, if you'll take out a pen, and you may need a Bible to press against, or you may need a hymnal or something like that. How many of you remember the day when the children were in kindergarten or first grade, and they came home, and all they had was their hand traced on there? And what happened when you saw that? Oh, that's cute. That's beautiful. Let's put it on the refrigerator. Woohoo! Are you ready? This is your blank Father's Day card. But we're going to make it meaningful. Men, take your hand, put it on there, and trace your hand real carefully. Trace your hand real carefully. Do we have the words of the chorus? More love, more power. More love, more power, more of you in my life. More love, more power, more of you in my life. And I will worship you. With all of my heart. And I will worship you. With all of my mind. And I will worship you. With all of my strength. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. That needs to be our attitude, man. I need more. I need more love. I need more power. I need more of you in my life, Lord. And I'm going to love you with all my heart. I'm going to love you with all my strength. And I'm going to love you with all my mind. Because you are my Lord. Man, I'm going to ask you at the bottom, right about at your wrist, to write Dad on there. Now, here's what we're going to do. When you go home today, don't bend it, don't mark it, don't crease it, because it's going to go on the refrigerator. When you go home, have your wife put her hand inside of yours and have her trace her hand. And then your children, you can start with the oldest down to the youngest, have them trace their hand inside of hers. And the next one inside of that one until they keep getting smaller. If you have an infant, you can even hold the little infant right there and just trace their little hand in there. Hang it on your refrigerator. And you're going to remember this message today about your homework and how you're doing a good job doing your homework. Hallelujah. Happy Father's Day. Verse 8 says to us, For everyone who asks receives. Who? Everyone who asks receive. So we take care of homework by asking and then 
receiving. Everyone who asks receives. There's receiving that's going on. You've got to be a good receiver. We have football players making gazillions of dollars every year because they do one thing really good. They're a receiver. They're not asked to run the ball, though after they catch it, they have to run. They're not asked to throw the ball. They're not asked to tackle anybody. They're not asked to even block if they don't have to or they can't. But they have to do one thing. They have to be good receivers. We need to be good receivers. Receiving is sometimes hard work, men. Sometimes it's so hard, we need to be saying to God, God, help me to be a good receiver. Teach me to be a receiver, God, because I'm confident of this. Each one of us have many, many more blessings than we've been receiving. Get your house into the receiving of blessing stage. Get your house into the receiving of blessing season so that you're in a season of being blessed. And the blessings keep on coming because dad is the receiver. And then everybody could start receiving from that. All right? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to do your homework. The second one, seek and you will find. Seek and you will find. Doing homework always requires effort. Don't put it off any longer. Don't put it off until uh, it's bedtime and now I have to do my homework. Or I have to get up early in the morning. School is like a job. And God has us to a place that we are called to forever seek him. You remember, I'm kind of putting this message in a realm of children a lot here. You remember playing hide and seek when you were a kid? Wasn't it fun? Hide and seek. One kid has to hide their eyes, count to a certain number, and then there, here I come. I'm going to find you. And kids are hiding all over the place. Hide and seek. You know God likes to play hide and seek? What? Yeah, God likes to play hide and seek. But it's more about you seeking him. God enjoys you seeking him. God wants you to keep on seeking him. Just because you got saved doesn't mean you stop all seeking of God. I got him. I found him. He's in my heart. I'm living for Jesus. What happens is that God knows he's a rewarder of them who seek him. And as you seek God and you keep on seeking God and seeking God, God rewards, God rewards, God rewards. Seek and you're going to find. And you're going to find things in God that you haven't found up until now. I've got an expression I use over and over again in ministry, and it's this. To have what you've never had, you have to do what you've never done. Say it again. To have what you've never had, you have to do what you've never done. Adopt that. Do things you haven't done yet with God. Go after God in different ways that you've not gone after him before. Try it. You'll like it. The book of Jeremiah tells us this. Jeremiah, in chapter 29, verse 11. This is a favorite verse of mine. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. We stop right there, but verse 12 says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. 
You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. That's homework. That's homework right there, man. Seeking God with all your heart. Continually seeking God with all your heart. And what does God say? You will find me. You will find me in ways you're not even aware of right now. You'll find me in a sunset. You'll find me in a flower. You'll find me in your spouse. You'll find me in your kids. You'll find me in places you didn't expect me to be. You can find me at work. Because I go to work with you. You'll find me in ways that you haven't found me yet. God wants to reveal himself to you, men. Those ways are there. Your awareness of God will be turned up, turned on. And there's a God thing. There's a God thing. There's another God thing happening every day. You've got homework. Tell the man he's got homework. Tell him, go ahead. He's got homework. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Knocking is like opportunities. Did you ever hear the expression, opportunity only knocks once? That's wrong. Opportunity has to, has to be continual. That's what he's telling us right here. Knock, and the door is going to be open to you. What kind of door? God doors, not world doors, not just opportunities in the workplace or not just opportunities for advancement, not just opportunities for this to happen or that to happen. God doors when you knock at God's door. He'll open those doors. When life is all said and done, it's not important how many doors in this world you went through or advanced in. It's the God doors that you knocked on and entered into. It's the God doors that you went through, that God called you through, and you went to new places and purposes for God. That's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing to experience and a wonderful thing to know. Open God doors. Do you remember the days back in television? Uh, Some of you weren't even around yet, but Monty Hall... And let's make a deal. That was it. And you traded something and Monty says, okay, now which door do you want? And you go, door number three. And he says, let's open door number one first. A beautiful new automobile. (laughs) Yay. Let's open door number two, a boat and a trailer. (laughs) Let's open door number three, a chicken. (laughs) With God, you'll never open the wrong door. When we knock with God, it's no joke. This is no fun. This is real stuff. This is real business. This is real, real life. There's always blessing. There's always blessing at God's doors. Knock. Knock, knock, God says. Making the most out of the least is a gift of God that he can give to us men. 
You don't have to be born with a silver spoon. You don't have to be born with a blue blood, but you're born again by the power and the presence of God to gift you in ways in this life that the rest of mankind can't even find out. Hallelujah. Homework will work. Stand with me if you will. Our Heavenly Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor this day. Father, we thank you for these men, the fathers, but we also thank you, Lord, for each person here within the sound of my voice. And Lord, if there is one or another who does not yet know you, who has not submitted their heart to you, who has not dedicated their life to you and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, we don't want to one day stand before you when you might say, you called me Lord, Lord, but you did not do what I said. We submit ourselves to you right now. And that person in their heart right now, accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Father, we're knocking on that door of heaven and you're saying, come in. And we're entering in by the blood of Jesus. And we're kneeling at the cross. And we're recognizing that Jesus died there in my place. And I accept him into my heart as my own Lord and Savior. And Jesus, I will live for you and serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.